welcome to the State of Florida Sports Podcast, presented by the USA Today Network. Here's your host, Tim Walters. For more than 40 years, it was known as the Honda Classic. In recent years, it struggled to bring in big-name golfers. Now, it has a new sponsor and already is expecting to see a higher-quality field. The Cognizant Classic in Palm Beach Gardens begins February 29th. That's right, leap year. In just a moment, Tom D'Angelo, longtime sports writer and golf expert for the Palm Beach Post, will join me to tell us what to expect from this year's tournament. Hello again, everybody. I'm Tim Walters, and thank you once again for joining me on the State of Florida Sports Podcast, powered by the USA Today Network. This podcast utilizes our Florida Sports Network of beat writers, columnists, and some special guests to bring you up to speed on the most important sports topics. Our Florida Network consists of 17 news sites that encompass the state. We encourage you to subscribe to your hometown newspaper, and of course, this podcast to help support the incredible journalism done by our talented staffs. Tom D'Angelo has been busy flying around the country to cover golf's biggest stars. He joins me now to tell me about the Cognizant Classic, which comes to his backyard this week. Tom, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Tim. Good to be with you again. Well, Tom, for the first time since 1982, this tournament has a new name. So why is that a big deal for the Honda Classic to become the Cognizant Classic, and how evident is it out there while you're on the course? Well, Number one, it's a big deal because there is a classic in the Palm Beaches. That was that 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 was a little bit up in the air when Cogn- when uh, Honda pulled out after 42 years as a title sponsor. Um, you know that if without a title sponsor, it's very difficult for a, a tournament to be sustained by local businesses in the PGA Tour. Then they're, they're not going to be footing that kind of money as a uh, title sponsor would. So PGA Tour management came in and uh, secured Cognizant. It was huge. It's a six-year deal. Um, now now it's going nowhere for at least six years. It's going to be right here at, P- at PGA National. Um, and it was – it was uh, people were worried we were going to lose it. Um, and, you know, as far as what you, what we see differently around here, and, and they even said – they came in late. It's been about three months since the PGA Tour management division and Cognizant got hooked up and everything was ready to go. And they said, don't judge us by what you see this year. There, there are – there are some changes, not so much to the build out, um, but th- there are things that are kind of subtle that that fans certainly won't notice. But I'm told that next year there will be major changes and that's going to be everything that's going to be to the build out things like things that fans will notice to the other things that even media doesn't notice as much, but players do um, the, the experience for the players, the players, family, uh, what the, the amenities for players, families, things like that. Uh, one, one thing that is changing this year that they got input from players is they're cutting the pro-am back from four pros to three pros. Players love that. That means a little less time playing with those amateurs on, on Wednesday, the day before a tournament, the, you know, the fewer pros, uh, the fewer amateurs, the pros like it, no matter what the tournament is. So you will see some changes, a little, a few this year, but the major changes are coming next year once the tour championship management division uh, gets its foot fully into this tournament. So I had to Google Cognizant to even find out what or who they are or what they do. Can you fill us in a little bit on that, or do I need to read some definitions here? Yeah, yeah. When you, when we start talking computers, uh, you're talking to an old guy who's not who was uh, <laughs> the the last thing you'll call me is technology savvy. But I do know it's an IT group, and when I've talked to people at Cognizant, I talked to the CMO. Uh, one reason they you know they deal with obviously they deal with businesses, they deal with 
Fortune 500 businesses. They have an. Uh, they are based in New Jersey. They have. They have an office in the Tampa area, but um, they wanted to get uh, into this market because it is South Florida. There are a lot of businesses coming into the area. There are a lot of Fortune 500 businesses here, and they are trying to get their name, you know, any business they work with, with IT. It's IT solutions company. So my guess is that um, any IT questions, problems, you know, they they deal with. And they're, they're a company that, that works with all these these very very big important powerful businesses around the country and their thought was what better a place to uh, jump into the market than south florida absolutely and if you're wondering the company just surpassed its 30th year in existence it was founded on january 26 1994 in tamil nadu india so uh you can read up on that on wikipedia because that's where i'm reading it <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. That's where all of us went too. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. what is cognizant? And then we started reading up and saying, oh, okay. And they they do they are a um, I guess a secondary sponsor um, for some and other golf. They have they have their foot. I guess the 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 uh, player the uh, Presidents Cup. I believe they have been involved in with some sponsorship deals. So it isn't their first uh, foray into golf. Um, their slogan is "We're smarter than you." No, I made that up. <laughs> Isn't that the SEC? I thought that was the SEC that said that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Tom, what is the purse then this year? How much has it increased, or how different of it? Because uh, you know we're going to get talking about the field in a minute, but you know, let's talk about the money first. Uh, the purse is kind of just a, a gradual, the increase that would have been expected if they have this tournament. It's $9 million, It was 8.4. So it went up a little bit more than the percentage that most events go up. But it's, uh, you know, that that's what was coming. This, this was going to be the purse no matter who was, uh, if there was a tournament this year, no matter who was running the tournament, no matter who was uh, the title sponsor. Um, so it is, so it's, it's, it's kept that, it, it's going to be that type of uh, purse and tournament going forward. Uh, which means it's not a signature event, and it's never was thought of to be a signature event. Um, they have enough sig- signature events this time of year, which is uh, which we'll probably get into, which is what has hurt the former Honda Classic so many years, being caught right in the middle of all these signature events. Um, so it's so it's a uh, you know it's it's a good purse. It's it's a little bit more than some of these other, I guess you call them middle tier events. Um, but uh, I, I I think that. This is uh, this is what they expected. This is not any more or less. As if they had a tournament this year, no matter who was running it, it was going to be right around a nine million dollar purse. Okay, yeah, and you know, let, let's hold off on the talk about the field. Let's talk about some of those issues that they've had. You know, the Florida swing starts here in March. You know, late February, early March, and of course, that's when it's most livable. You know, the weather in Florida is just absolutely tremendous at that time of year. You're not going to burst into flames like you do in May and June and July. So, but you get the Arnold Palmer. You get the Players Championship. With this year it is the 50th anniversary of that. So you've got the Cognizant, and you're moving throughout Florida. But the golfers, they essentially, is it, they don't want to play every weekend. Is it too taxing? Or so just kind of talk about, you know, those tournaments, what it's had to deal with and why it struggled as the Honda, especially in recent years. Yeah. Recent, last year, there is no question. And this is, this is interesting because the tour's just t- taken over an event that the tour absolutely decimated recently. The tour stuck Honda last year in the middle of four signature events. So before it was, 
Phoenix, which which was uh, not a signature event this year, but last year it was. Phoenix and Genesis, then came Honda, then came Arnold Palmer, and then came uh, Players, which technically isn't a signature event this year, but it's a $20 million purse. It's the same, you know, it's the same concept. It's, it's a tournament guys aren't going to miss. So uh, these guys weren't playing five consecutive events, the last of which would have been the players. So Honda just, their field was crushed last year. It was the worst field, uh, one of the two worst fields they had ever had, or they've had since they've come to Palm Beach County. Um, the, the highest ranked player was 17th. They did not have, for the third year in a row, they did not have a top 10 golfer. They had eight top 50s. Well, this year they 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 had an extra week. They, the, the calendar helped because it was an extra week between from the start of the week to the Masters, there was an extra week in the golf calendar. So that, or an extra weekend in the calendar. So that allowed them to do something with that extra week. And that they did is they put it last week, the Mexico event. They they separated Genesis, the end of the California, the end of the West Coast swing from, from Cognizant, the start of the Florida swing. So they had this, basically it was a minor event, obviously. You look at the field. So all the players, the players were able to take that week off. And now many more, now they've come back and said, we can play. Really, it comes down to me, it comes down. There are very few who will play all four Florida swing events. But it, it basically comes down to you. Do you play Honda at the beginning or Valspar at the end? You play Honda, you play three in a row at the beginning, or you play Valspar in the end. At the end, you play the this the, you know Arnie players and Valspar, so you play the the last three. And then it's it's definitely boosted the field, and it's it's helped these these guys. A lot of them, they all, everybody in this field, just about everybody got last week off because it was in Mexico, and um, and that's and it's no to me. There's no coincidence here that the PGA Tour management, so the PGA Tour now runs this event. One of the very few they run. They run some big. They run the Tour Championship. You know, they they run uh, they run Presidents Cups. They, they don't run very many. Now they're going to get into doing this more often, but it's but right now it's one of the very few. So they have skin in this game. They have an investment because they are running this event. It's now becoming a. They want to make money. How then? And they are not going to make money by having the same kind of field they had last year. And I'm sure this was part of this is part of the reason Honda left. And this has got to be part of the discussions they had with Cognizant. We promise you, we'll get a better field. So now with that, so it has helped for sure. PGA Tour management coming in, the PGA Tour running this event. Um, tweaking the schedule to make sure more players play. And I think you're going to see probably more and more going forward because this is one of their events. All right. Well, so let's talk about that field. Who are some of the players that we now have confirmed that are going to start playing here on Thursday? Well, for the first time in four years, there's a top 10 player. In fact, there's two, uh, Rory McIlroy and and, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, There are eight Top. Uh, I'm sorry. There are there are 19 top 50 players in this field. Like I said last year, they were eight. That's a drastic improvement. So you have um, uh, you, you have uh, Cam Cam Young, Tom Kim. I mean, go right down. Uh, Eric Cole, uh, Chris Kirk. Uh, Cole, Chris Kirk, and Eric Cole had a playoff last year. Chris Kirk beat Eric. Um, uh, and then right down a bunch of Lucas Glover. So there's a, a whole bunch of names. There's a lot of a lot of 30s through 50s. There's there's I I believe. The last number was that there five top 30, something like that. Last year, there were three. I think there's there were six top 30s. Last year, there were three. Um, Ricky Fowler, who's the 31 or 32 this week, is in the field. And that, that was a big, that's a big local, obviously, you know, fan interest uh, commit. And then beyond that, too, not out of the top 50, 
there are several just high-profile golfers. There's Billy, people in Florida love Billy Horschel, Florida Gator. Uh, Shane Lowry lives in Palm Beach County. He he plays. He's played this this is his fifth year in a row playing. Uh, Zach Johnson, the president, the uh, captain of the uh, the, the U.S. Uh, Ryder Cup team. Uh, Matt Kuchar. So there are some very there are some good names names that are that fans want to see outside of uh, 19 top 50. So that's a th- this is. Um, this is by far since 2017 most top 50 they've had. They had 20 in 2017. So, so we're talking six, seven years that um, the fans haven't seen a field quite like they're going to see this year. Yeah, I mean that that's great all around because it's not only good for this tournament that was struggling, but now probably more people than ever before have Googled that word cognizant to figure out who these people are. So, I mean, it, it's a great marketing ploy to get their name all over it. And, you know, so by next year, the year after, people will know what Cognizant is. And I'm sure that that's going to grow their base of customers and things like that. So, you know, I, I also wanted to, you're talking about the management and how the PGA's taken over. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, the championship management division taking over. And you alluded to that earlier. Why is that so important for them to be the ones doing this? Or what have they done different? Or, you know, just talk about that aspect. They're just they are just looking to get into running more golf tournaments. It's just part of their it's it's a for profit thing. They want to make, you know, we and we know what's going on with PGA Tour and all, all the, the finances and the SSG group that's infusing up to three billion dollars. They, they they the the competition from live and it's been all about. It's been all about money. These field, uh, uh, these purses increasing, the the PI, uh, the the PIP uh, money increasing. So it's all about making money. They are looking at now running. Uh, from what our, our buddies at Golf Week have written, uh, it's going to be they're trying to they they may in the end wind up running about 15 tour events. And I think what you're going to see is because uh, with some of these signature events, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of title sponsors that aren't thrilled with having to put up 20, $30 million a year, these signature events that are $20 million purses, a title, title sponsor puts up more than that. So um, they're not thrilled with putting up that kind of money. So PGA Tour Management comes in, they start running these events now, and they can guarantee these title sponsors these kind of uh, these kind of fields, uh, these these fields, and, and uh, it's much more, it's it's easier to sell this to a title sponsor. Yeah, yeah, and you know, talking about uh, Honda exiting, so that that opens up another uh, car question because there is a Cadillac is is a part of this event. So why don't you tell us? Do I understand correctly that somehow there will be a Cadillac floating around the 18th hole or something like that? The Cadillac. Now that 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 space is only reserved for the title sponsor, and, so, and since you can't get a computer out there on a uh, floating on a <laughs> uh, on a barge, it's going to be there's going to be nothing floating this year. There are Cadillacs around on the grounds but the, that type of space is only uh, is only for the uh, title sponsor now if you go to other events like the pnc championship the grant thornton the other uh, other things i've seen in florida they will have their signs floating in lakes wherever there's tournaments where their lakes are adjacent to where the fans can see it but uh, this was a very unique having a honda out there for all those years so uh, but now there won't be a cadillac on the lake well darn well you know cognizant if you really want to get smart take that cadillac put Cognizant on it like it's a NASCAR, then float it out there. And so for these and other consulting ideas, I, I'm available. I will I'll, I will tell them you're only taking a 50% fee. There you go. Yeah. How about 80-20 my way? No. <laughs> 
Well, you know, earlier this week, and I think Emily Smarr did just a great job on this story where uh, Tiger Woods' son, Charlie, age 15, is trying to qualify for the Cognizant, and things got out of hand. And this has been a big story. So why don't you kind of talk about what's happened there, Tom, and uh, I guess what what can be done moving forward? Because Charlie, obviously, he's only going to grow in popularity as he gets older and older. Well, that was that was unfortunate. Uh, all of us, they they knew for weeks that Charlie was going to be in that um, pre qualifying. It's one of four pre qualifyings that led to today's qualifier, and um, I I don't know I don't know if any blame to go around, but it is a qualifier, so they're not putting ropes around an entire course for a qualifier. They have they they hardly have people come out for something like that, but. Once word got out it was Charlie Woods, then and we're not talking a whole lot of people. This isn't like a tour event. There were, I, I'm told, maybe a hundred people following him at different times. Not even that many, but but you know they had the, the Woods family provided a, a a Martin County Sheriff. They also provided their own security. They have um, the golf course provided some security. The tour provided some, but that wasn't enough. I mean, you, you they weren't lining the fairways. So people started walking on the fairways trying to talk to him. Uh, people started coming up to him to try to get his autograph. So, so one woman came up with a book, one of Tiger's books, and, and demanded Charlie sign it while Charlie was walking up to the green to putt. Um, it was uh, it just got it just got totally out of out of hand. And um, so you know I, that's I, that's not not using that as an excuse. He had a he didn't have a good day. He admitted he shot 14 over. He shot an 86. So he did not get through that first pre-qualifier, but he's four, he's a freshman in high school, Tim. He's 14. He just turned 15. He would if he did qualify. Now, now remember, he would have had to become one of the top five in that qualifier, and then also one of the top four today. And today's qualifier is much more difficult. Today is a bunch of pros. You know that those qualifiers they had last week were a bunch of amateurs who think they're good. Today's were a bunch of pros who are good. And so it would have been even if he got through last week to get through this week would have been today would have been very difficult. Um, but like I said, he's a freshman in high school. Uh, I suspect we'll see him out here uh, qual- trying to qualify again soon. I would guess that uh, that Tiger would love nothing more to play in uh, before he's off the PGA Tour to play in an event with his son, even if it means his son getting an invite or or having to qualify. Um, and I'm also suspecting the next time that he qualifies, uh, he plays in a qualifier, that the, the security will be a little bit, uh, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, just it, it was just it was it was sad to see because maybe he doesn't shoot that bad if he's not under that type of pressure and people coming up to him and all of those things. And I mean, look, fan behavior just seems to be getting worse and worse. We obviously see what happened in basketball this past weekend where, you know, Duke's player got injured because people are absolutely insane and the ACC has no protections against it. I mean, you know, the SEC does and and other leagues have their own things, so they got to get that together. But yeah, next time I think Charlie Woods is there, they're probably going to have to rope things off, keep people away. I mean, I've still never seen anything like when Tiger used to play and it would be like, you know, you would think the Rolling Stones were about to putt because that's how many fans were surrounding where he was. So, um, you know, they, I think that's just something that they're going to end up taking care of. But I think, yes. And, and also, let me, let me I will say this too, Tim, is I, I saw him play at PNC and that guy, that kid had remarkable poise for all the fans there. Now, there was a lot more fans there than, than were at this qualifier. Obviously, they weren't as unruly. They were ropes. They were at a distance. But still... Nah, I don't. I don't think he's going to be phased by the pressure of people watching. He's, he has pretty good genes for that. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Well, so now tell us about this course for the upcoming Cognizant. You know, what what are the holes to watch? Um, you know, how does the course look to you early in the week? And uh, you know, what what should people know? What are the ones that uh that we should pay attention to that may make or break some of these rounds? Well, the most obvious is the bear trap, one of the most famous three hole stretches on tour. Um, and 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 for people who come, the the signature bear trap hole is obviously the 17th, the par three. It's kind of a it's a stadium hole built on the um, uh, kind of the premise that we see at 16 at Phoenix, although nowhere near the fan behavior. Speaking of fan behavior uh, that we saw that we have at Phoenix. And and one of the reasons, too, is half of its wide with the right hand side is all water. So it's only a half a half grandstand is basically from around the green on one side. Um, but it's a really, really difficult part three. And that's what's made that hole different. That's what's had the the the. Um, they kind of uh, they they had complaints on that hole from go- from the from the golfers uh, for a bunch of years that saying the fans are too close in the tee box. They had a tee box way back. First of all, it was like it was 190 yard par three that typically is into the wood with water all around one side and two traps in the front. And they said this is too difficult. And, and then it, and then it, there were fans basically hanging over them as they were teeing off. So. Uh, so what they did is they shortened that hole a little bit. The tee box is moved up, so the fans aren't like hanging over the players as they're teeing off. So it helped, you know, a shorter the hole. It, it's it's made it a little bit easier, but it's still a very challenging hole. Uh, other than that, the um, the one difference would be the tenth hole, and and um, they what they've done is they made that a par five, and there was. Um, this is a par seven. This has been a par seventy, and it's one of the most challenging holes. Three years ago, it was the most difficult par. It was most difficult hole, third most difficult hole on the on the PGA Tour. Last year was tenth because last year the conditions here were much were benign compared to what we see. Uh, the wind typically is what makes is one of the reasons it's so such a tough course. So basically, last year the, the PGA the um, the champion course at here at PGA National had this longest stretch. Of of uh, no par of of uh, no par fives on the tour on the tour. There was no par five from three to eighteen. Fourteen holes without a par five was the longest stretch on tour. So what they've done is they've made hole number ten a par five. They're only lengthening it by about ten by about twenty yards. So that now that it it, give, it gives them a break. It gives the golfers a break from. From three to eighteen, at least mentally, even though the hole is not that is only twenty yards longer, but being but being a par five, it's just a mental break. And and golf, they all have said this that they they walk up to that hole and they think this is an impossible par four. This is I'm lucky if I'm going to par this hole. And now they walk up to they they look at it as hey, this is an easy par five. I can shoot a birdie here. So that's 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 kind of a they 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 put that they they made that strategically at number ten just to kind of break up that stretch of three to eighteen without a par five. And they believe and they have been told because they they uh, they they talked to membership on the tour and they asked them what they thought of, about doing that. They believe that will be, uh, and they've all said that yes, that's a. They they agreed with that move wholeheartedly and thought it would help just to kind of that mental grind and just kind of break it up a little bit. All righty, well, Tom, uh, we we've, we've gone through the sponsor, the field, the improvements, uh, you know, different things. Is there anything else about the tournament you want to talk to? And tell us what type of uh, coverage we're going to expect leading up to and throughout the tournament. 
You'll you'll see a whole bunch. The reason I was in LA last week for the Genesis, and the reason I was out there was to do we do a special. We are publishing a special section on this event, and that will be coming out Wednesday, in which we have a main story on just kind of the future and and where it's going from here, and how uh, how these changes, the rebranding, what it all means, and a couple of other stories. Uh, this story on Eric Cole. Um, with story on PJ Tour management, kind of what I explained to you, what it does, and how that will help the event. Uh, but we will have um, we'll have three. We'll have a minimum of two. But by the time this event starts, we're gonna have we're gonna have four people out here every day, and uh, it's uh, we we blow it out pretty good. It's it's the biggest event. Uh, when you talk about two hundred thousand people coming to see something in four days, uh, it's 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 probably the biggest event in our county. Uh, you know, not just sports. Um, so we, you know, we've already started it. I had a, I had a great conversation with Gary Woodland, very open about what he went through last year and having to have surgery on his brain to have a, a lesion removed. And he had talked about this before, before I wasn't the first one he spoke to about it, but his fear of dying during that whole thing and had a, had a column on him on Saturday. And yesterday we, um, I, uh, out in, out in LA, I also spoke to, I spoke to Chris Kirk and what this meant with this victory last year meant to him. Being the defending champion, defending champion, um, that was in that was in today's paper, and um, there's so much more. Daniel Bluff stories on Daniel Berger, Rory, Rory will be uh, speaking to the media Thursday, as will Ricky Fowler and Matthew Fitzpatrick, and then the tournament starts on uh, Thursday. So uh, it's a great, it's it's very different from last year. Last year we were looking for stories with the players that were in the field, and it ended up to be a great story. Doesn't mean they weren't great golf when you don't have the top, you know, the top 10 you still have. We had still great golf with Eric Cole and Chris Kirk in a playoff. But this year, there are a lot of stories. We're trying to figure out now what, you know, how, how are we going to get all these uh, online and in print? But it, and that's a that's a great feeling compared to what we had last year. Admit it. You're just excited to meet the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> I, that's, you know what? I found out yesterday he is playing in the program on Wednesday, as is Tua Tagovailoa, by the way, and um, I uh, I immediately called the office and said, um, if you want this covered, you better get somebody out here because you won't see me out there talking to any any bachelors, <laughs> unless they're unless they're golfers who are bachelors. Well, there you go. I don't think Tua is a bachelor anymore. So uh, this guy's three times his age. <laughs> I'm not even on Tua watch. But uh, so they 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 know. <laughs> all righty. Well, there you go. Well, as always, you can find all of Tom D'Angelo's work at palmbeachpost.com. And uh, Tom, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Twitter. Uh, well, I'm sorry, X. <laughs> Tom D'Angelo, T-O-M-D-A-N-G-E-L-O 44. Um, and that's it. You know, like I told you, I'm an old guy. This this uh, social media stuff is, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good to get my stories up on X right now. <laughs> All righty. Well, Tom, enjoy it. You're going to have some beautiful weather down there this week for the tournament. And then I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks up in Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra Beach, when we are at the 50th anniversary of the Players' Championship. I look forward to it, Tim. Thanks very much. All righty. And uh, I appreciate you putting up with my voice. Uh, the proud dad screaming all weekend at a soccer tournament. So I fought through this one for you as well, Tom. Well, I appreciate you putting up with all the work workers and having kicked me out of the first room I started in and uh, the door slamming and uh, there just was nowhere else to go here unless unless I was going outside. <laughs> yeah, a little behind the scenes because people will only hear the audio of this. I saw Tom answering a question while walking down a hallway of some sort. So that's professionalism right there. I was kicked out of a room. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom. Well, that's great. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, Tim. 
And that will do it for this episode of the State of Florida Sports Podcast. I'm Tim Walters, and to quote Tiger Woods, you can always become better. He's right, but you're also great the way you are. Thanks for listening, and join me again next time.